Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. On today's episode, we're featuring an interview with Jaime Castanier-Weiss and Tamsey Hill as they discuss a variety of spiritual practices that can help you connect with Jesus on the way. Hope you enjoy. So, Tamsi, what's been a recent experience where you felt like you were connecting with God? The other morning. So, first off, uh, myself and a friend, we are raising a bunch of chickens. Mm. Um, they will be meat chickens, <laughs> and there's probably about 70. And so we take turns feeding them. And the other morning, I was out feeding them and um, kind of being there and uh, just being outside. Um, I used to live at the beach, and I lived at the beach pretty much all my life. And when I moved away, I got scared because I always thought, oh my gosh, God is at the beach. What am I going to do? Mm. And Although that's been a few decades uh, ago, the um, God has just really come to me in many different ways in being in nature and outside. And one of the, that morning, one of the uh, especially, it was one of the first warm mornings. And as I was walking back to my truck after feeding them, the sun just hit my face just right. And there's just a way the sun touches your skin, and it just feels like that, just God's touch. Hmm. Uh, just his touch, his hand on my cheek. That's fantastic. Um, well, you mentioned that you had grown up around the beach, and you're far from the beach now, so why don't you fill us in a little bit on uh, the Tamsi story then? So I was raised um, pretty much um, Virginia Beach. Um, in adult life, I moved to um, Kill Double Hills, Lived there for eight or nine years, and then I moved to um, Oak Island. I was there only a few years because that's where I met Robert and got married, and he moved me away from my beach. But it was a good choice. It was a good move. Um, As far as um, I grew up a little bit in the church, maybe till about junior high, Um, there was a lot of strong teaching in that very brief time. Um, definitely um, impressed upon me in some good ways and some maybe not so good ways. And I guess it was when I was living in Kill Devil Hills that I actually came back to the church. I was probably late 20s, mid to late 20s. Okay. So what has connecting with God looked like over the course of your life? It has been a journey. Mm. It has been a journey. Um. As I was, I guess, as I was living at the beach, um, and when I very first started going back to God, it started. I, you know, I first connected to God through people. Okay. I remember it was literally. Um, I was a little bit of a hellion, um, <laughs> living in a small town, got in a little bit of trouble. Being a small town, everybody knew. And um, got invited to this church. I was thinking, well, maybe it's time to make some changes. And I was invited to this church. And going to this church, I expected to um, totally be judged. Mm -hmm. I was totally expecting... I I showed up the first day, and the congregation was 12. I was the only one not retired. I expected them to eventually ask me to stop coming because I didn't belong. 
And at that time, had they done it, it would have been okay with me. Mm-hmm. I would have understood. And I always say these people truly loved me back to Jesus. Mm. And as I found myself, I guess, just truly learning about God and connecting with him as he connected through people, it was eventually um, finding that um, prayer and that connection that was just me and Jesus, Yeah, that one-on-one. And uh, my love for the beach just kind of, that's where it started. That's great. Yeah, I, you, you mentioned um, your con- first connection being through people. And uh, it made me think of, I mean, I also have a story similar to you in the sense that I didn't grow up going to church for part of my youth. And uh, when I first started going to church, also a church with mostly elderly people, and I didn't know what how I fit in. Um, and I certainly didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to connect with God. But it was the people who were there that uh, were sort of my first mile marker of yeah. what it meant to engage with God because it was what I saw in them that gave me a picture of God. Yeah. they um, And I and I say they love me back to Jesus because it was a small town, so they knew my story. Everyone knows your story in a small town. And um, But they accepted me. They encouraged me. And... Um, it's really kind of cool um, and really kind of surprised me in a way. And once I realized that, you know, no, they're not going to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's impressive how, um, looking back, I see in both of our stories that in the way people loved us, they painted a positive picture of what Jesus is like and what God is like. Well, that's really cool. Um, you, you Now, I assume that the beach was not something that came into your life because of the church, but that in going yeah. to the church, you discovered God was at the beach too. What was what was that like? So I guess the beach was always, um, you know, kind of like when we moved away um, and we moved to Eastern Wake County, people would say, well, what do you do? What are your hobbies? And I was like, oh, I don't have one. I used to just be at the beach. Um just laying on the beach, hearing the ocean. That was just, that was it for me. I was good. Um, I, uh, I was actually living my dream. I had made my dream. I guess I didn't have very high expectations, but I was living my dream at that time. Um, of course, God fixed that. But, um, and so that's where I would go for when I wanted to be alone, when I wanted to be comforted, when I wanted just my soul connected to just the beach. And as I became a Christian and as I started learning about God, I would start praying and that's where I would just feel his presence so strong. And it was really kind of cool because being there and living there. So yeah, it's the bright sunny days um, and the sunshine and laying out on the beach and just um, feeling the sun bake your skin, and it just felt like being enveloped by God to me. Mm. Um, and then um, and then you could go when there was a storm coming and just see his mighty power and 10-foot waves crashing down. Uh, so I just really began to learn about him in a lot of different ways, um, and he just really spoke to my soul through that. Um, he, it was like he knew what I loved, and so that's how, I mean, something that meant something already to me, and that's where he started coming to me. Yeah. Um, I love the, the fact that um, 
that what I've discovered is that, you know, there's, there's this sense that can be created that, that in order to connect with God, you need to adopt these completely different practices, completely different habits. Like none of what your life was like can actually fit into meeting with God if you uh, had previously not been churched or not been a Christian. And actually what I found was that there were a lot of things as I became a Christian that were, that I was already attracted to, already interested in, already engaged in, that God was trying to get my attention. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like that. I mean, so, cause I did a lot of, um, I don't know. It, it, the one thing I learned, um, through a lot of this was, um, not in just connecting with God. So I came, some of my background and my stuff from a child came with, it was a list of do's and don'ts and be a good person. Mm-hmm. And um, and through that, it more became, it's not about a list of do's and don'ts. It's um, being in relationship and connecting with God, becoming the person that you were meant to be. It's the transformation mm-hmm. and letting him transform you and you not trying to change. Mm-hmm. Because it's impossible to, for you to do it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so what's the journey been like since then? Like, what are other ways that you've discovered uh, that you that are helpful for you to connect with God? Um. Yeah, I have. I, I have found. Um, there are times, yes, being outside. So maybe now it's not at the beach. Um, Maybe now it's out with the chickens. Um, I can remember, I mean, there are times where I'm just sitting on the bench we have outside our chicken run and just watching the chickens, and it's literally like sitting with Jesus, watching the chickens, laughing together, and him showing me things. It's just um, just a very, um, I don't know, it's just like being with your best friend, mm. sitting there with your best friend. Um, and I treasure those experiences, and I find that a lot if on doggy walks. Um, you know, I'm one of those crazy people that I enjoy cleaning out the chicken coop because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, God, what are we going to do with this? You know, how are you going to entertain me today with your creation? Because um, he always does. Um, what are you going to teach me? And, um, and I've taken, and that is just kind of um, a place of, for me, of kind of refreshing my soul, a place for grounding, mm-hmm. a place to start from. Like I have to take care of them every morning, so I wake up in the mornings, and sometimes my first thoughts, I'm already starting to stress about the day, you know, and within so many minutes or so, I'm out there, and it's like, oh, this is what's important, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's important. Um, so it sounds like, in a way, the the routine grounds you before yeah. sort of the anxieties can overwhelm you. Yeah. And um and I guess a lot of work too that I, I not a lot of work. You know you hate to say you're working at it, but it does. It's kind of working out the relationship. It takes practice. It takes feeling things out. It's kind of like if you're gonna have any kind of relationship, friendship, whatever with anybody it's learning who they are, them learning you. Um, wh- how can you best communicate? What are those things in common? 
Um, I think sometimes, like you said, you know, it's those things that you already enjoy that God's trying to speak to you, but sometimes we're trained to, it's here in church, you have to read the Bible, and not that you don't see them in the Bible, but it's just sometimes we get this picture of such a restrictive list of what it has to be like, um, and it takes a while to learn a little differently sometimes. Um, so for me, it's kind of um, finding ways to bring him into... Um, into the day hmm. in many di- in different ways because I found while why um, you know being out in nature that just think that's my favorite that's mm-hmm. just refreshing just feeding my soul um, and so I read the game of minutes okay and because people say you know it, God is with you. You know, people say, um, oh, I, you know, I got to go find God and God's, you know, things like that. And I'm like, God is always with us. And it's whether we acknowledge that or not. Mm-hmm. And um, in Game of Minutes, um, the writer was trying to, was explaining how he uh, got to a point of, he actually thought about God once every minute of the day. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be like him, but it made me start thinking about how can I bring God into these other places of my day? Mm-hmm. How can I um, do that? Um, and, you know, okay, so I read a book. I love books. I love to read. And so I would read the books that... Um, would say, oh, you should pray, you should study, you should do this. And a lot of times those things didn't work when, and yet some of those things did. And, and not that, again, not that I don't read my Bible, but it's how, it's that making that real connection. Um, so I started a lot of times, now it's my playlist in the morning. I have a playlist of songs that I find that just really connect me to God. Mm-hmm. So on the way to work, mm-hmm. you know, just sit there and jam out on the playlist. Um, I have found that um, on my phone, to help me remember God is in my day. On my phone, I have a, um, ins- it's called Insight Timer. It's a meditation timer. And so I have this gentle gong noise that most, I don't play it every day, but most days I play it. And I think it's every 10 or 15 minutes, just this gentle noise sound. And I, it's like, okay, God, what if I'm doing an email or you know, it's gone off in many meetings. That's special too, but oh, well, um, <laughs> you know, or in a meeting. Um, and what it, what it does, it reminds me, to say, yeah, hey, okay, God, doing this email, or just acknowledge God. And it might be in that moment I might be stressing about something, I've, and it just helps me to remember God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like you've, you've tried a few different things, and you're, you're constantly experimenting with ways to bring your awareness back mm-hmm. to God uh, on a sort of, to use language, minute-by-minute basis. 
Um, not it, quite there yet. Not quite there yet. But, but <laughs> at, a long at, way to go. At installments during <laughs> yeah. the day. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's really cool. Um, I appreciate the, the idea that there have been things you've tried that haven't worked. Um, I, I found that uh, there have been habits that um, I've tried, and I, I, there, there was a season where I thought that there might be something wrong with me or my relationship with God because I wasn't connecting with God through those methods or through those techniques. And um, it's been really freeing to know that, you know, not, not every formula, so to speak, works for everyone, and not every formula works for every season. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think there are seasons where um, doing a traditional quiet time, what some people would call traditional quiet time, has been quite effective for me, and it's been part of my daily habit. And there have been seasons where it, it's felt like I've lost, uh, I've lost my connection or my ability to connect through that. And, and rather than getting frustrated, uh, you know, after a while, I, I set it aside and say, okay, what is God inviting me to pick up now for this season? And I don't discard the quiet, traditional quiet time forever, but I say, maybe I'll revisit it another day. Have you found that there have been things like that for you? Yes, I love the way you've just put that. I mean, that's so cool because, I mean, and I did I did that. And I think, you know, we're, we're taught, especially as a new Christian, these things. And, um, and I think that was really a good way of connecting. I did the quiet time in the morning, and that was good. But as life changes and things change, I mean, even now, it's like quiet time in the morning. Really? God, I'm already up between 5 and 5.30. I love you, <laughs> I'm already dead in the water in the mornings <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, and so, and it's like, okay, it doesn't have to be that. And it, and then that's where, um, that's where it was like, I, I forget, I was going on a retreat a few years ago and they say, bring a song that really speaks to you. And it was at that retreat. Now I'm not, I mean, I've always enjoyed music, mm-hmm. but um for some reason, it was there at this retreat. It was like, I just need a playlist in the morning on my way to work. And that was like the best ever. Mm-hmm. Um, That's been great. Yeah, they're, they're, you mentioned music. Music has been a particularly interesting one for me as well because there have been seasons where I just feel like I listen to music and I'll sing music in church, but it, it hasn't felt like, okay, this is how I'm connecting with God this season. And there have been seasons where it is the the thing, you know, it is the thing that mm-hmm. is opening the door for me. And there have been seasons where uh, it's been exclusively through hymns. There have been seasons where it's been exclusively through more contemporary music. And there have been seasons where the language has affected. There have been seasons where I felt like my soul has craved singing songs in Spanish. Wow. Which is, you know, my native tongue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there have been seasons where I felt like, no, there, there are some, some songs that we're singing on Sunday mornings. I mean, right now. Uh, the songs that we sing on Sunday mornings, there are a few of them that I just keep singing throughout the week. And I really feel like, okay, this is, this is how God's inviting me to connect with him uh, this season. So, yeah, I appreciate the idea of, of a playlist. Uh, and the playlist changes. Sometimes it's like I hear the song and sometimes there's a problem with my pay- playlist because I pick those things that... So like that'll make me cry or just not so much out of pain, but they're just 
it's some way God is touching me through the words and the music. And um, so yeah, they're, they're facilitating getting in touch with a part yeah. of Yeah. And so it's like, okay, God, what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I know that over the last few years, you've, you've sort of dipped your toes in, in the pathway that some people call contemplative. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what's, what's that been like for you? What about the contemplative pathway was intriguing? And what sort of stuck with you? It's funny because the contemplative was for a very long time just not my thing. Mm. It just, I don't know. It, it, it was not, I don't know. I think that connect, as we grow and we change and our lives change, um, it's not that God changes, but God's just keeping that connection and staying in tune with us in our lives. Mm. And it's not that we're affecting those changes, but those are changes as we're working together with God for that transformation um, and working in that deeper relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past few years is in working in that, um, God has just taken me to a place of just trying to experience him fully as much as possible. Um, and that sounds such a lofty, ideal thing. And, oh, my gosh, I just can't imagine and just want to be there. Um, but yet it's just a deep desire of mine at the same time. Um, and it wasn't really easy. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't just fall into it. Because um, even in the contemplative tr- tradition, as meditation is a big part of it, I cannot do guided meditations. So <laughs> even in with that, there's finding those things. Yeah. Um, and I have found when I can, I mean, truly to start in it and embrace it, it was, it was experimenting here and there with different ways and different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But yet... I was able um, to, at different times, take a long period of time and sit with God. Mm-hmm. And it was during those times where we started to connect and we found those ways in how to connect me. Um, it was going on a retreat and seeing how music connects me uh, and how I'm how, connecting with them through music. And... Sometimes it's not, and the music and the playlist is always there, but that's not always the thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like another way, um, I'm probably all over the place in how I connect with God now. He, probably one of his ADD people. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of good to, to talk about a little bit because I think as we're, as we're talking about sacred pathways, um, they're the... The thing that could that could be missed by some people is that um, is that it, it's not that that everyone has one sacred pathway. Uh, it might be that there is one pathway that is the most resonant, but but it's likely that there'll be different practices from different pathways that that sort of form the best way that one mm-hmm. connects with with Jesus and with God during a particular season. So you know, I think it's. It, it, it's it's understandable that you might be grabbing from different pathways and different uh, traditions. Um, yeah, because that's kind of how I feel I am now. There's like 
through nature and mm-hmm. through being outside, um, working in the garden and watching the seeds sprout up. I mean, planting the seeds and the next day just wait, watching. <laughs> um, you know, to the chickens and everything else. Um, it's a very deep connection for me. Um, but yet, as I seek to try to bring him into other aspects of my lives, it's opening that time of worship um, on the way into work many mornings. Um, and to the point of, and finding those ways of how can I connect? Mm-hmm. How can I connect? Uh, and it's also that connection of more of him and less of me. Uh, and this is, and I think like doing the little timer and being reminded at work, it's like, so doing the emails and all that stuff at work, and it just rolled over into the point of, I can be in a very difficult meeting or meeting with a very difficult client, and I just, and it's like, oh, and I just start praying, okay, God, no matter what happens and what is said, let it be you. Let them hear you, let them see you. Mm-hmm. Whether they recognize you or not, let it be you, not me. And there are times where I'm in a place of, okay, God, I just can't deal it, deal with it, not feeling it, this one's on you. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, I mean, so many times God has just shown up, and it has just been amazing, even during the not-so-great meetings to the best meetings. That's great. Um... What advice would you give to someone who is trying to figure out their sacred pathway and trying to figure out how they best connect with God? Find those things that give you true joy in your life. And in those moments, in that situation, and in that context, just say thank you, God. Just say thank you, God. And that, to me, is the best place to start really um, to start really seeing him in those times. Because once you start, and I say it's, it is so much easier, but it's a good place to start. I mean, we all got to learn. Mm-hmm. We've all, it's always a journey. But just finding that place to say thank you, God, in those moments of joy that you can eventually Start saying, okay, God, I know you're here in those times of stress or um, when things aren't going well, when life starts happening. It's, okay, God, teach me. Okay, God, teach me. What do I do? What are we going to do? Um, Trying to, um, because we start out trying to set some time for him. Um. But in, and working ourselves to a place where we can wake up and say, okay, God, what are we going to do today? How is today going to be? And um, and, I th- and it's not always that easy. Um, you know, what are we going to do today? And it's just learning how to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is that uh, uh, rather than having a first step be setting aside some time to figure out how we best connect with God and trying some things that a good first step 
uh, is to start to become aware of the places where we are already experiencing some joy. Because if there's joy there, then God, God is, is there. there. And then use that to start to become aware of how God is seeking to connect with us. Because, I mean, and, and I think it's also important to, even in our prayers, because, um, and then be, God being with us and living with God is that no matter what's going on, to give it to God. Mm. Because he already knows our heart. So the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, just go ahead and give it to him. Yeah. I mean, I can sit here and talk about I love God and he's great, and he is. But there's been many times me and God, well, I had it out with God. God just patiently listened sure. <laughs> and gently consoled me. <laughs> Um, and, um, there's just, and times I've been mad at him. Um, I think it's very important to, um, to any growth and just in even it's even in your simple prayer life, because it is such a journey that, um, you always ask God and seek God and where he is. Um, if you're mad at him, it's okay to be mad at him. If you're just thrilled to be with him, celebrate with mm -hmm. him. Um, and it's learning that he is always there. It really, whatever your state is, he is there. And um, he's willing to walk with you through it. Um, and that 